Good morning, hello, and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca, episode 46. Today we're going to take on the big mad monster of unworthiness. Mm, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Even the word makes me feel a little goofy. I'm like, yep, yeah. been there, done that. Unworthiness, yeah. yes. Well, you know, I, my very first um, interview with the Being Boss uh, crew, we talked about this, and they ended up using it as a tweet that I thought was interesting (laughs) where I said something like I believe that every single person has some some unworthiness like they have some you know like everybody has it there's not one of us that doesn't experience that and then at the time I said even Beyonce because I had just seen an interview with Beyonce where she was talking about Sasha isn't it Sasha Fierce that she calls Uh her yep like alter ego that steps on the stage when she gets up on stage she has to she channels that, mm-hmm. right? She channels this other entity almost, like to be brave enough to get up and do all the things that she does. Yep. And, and she's fucking um, Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, she's Queen B. Yes. You know I mean, you know, and from all of us, we think she's, I think she's a goddess. Oh my you know, gosh, I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, what did somebody say that, that one of the funniest quotes I heard around the election? was about Michelle Obama, and somebody said, I don't know who it was, but somebody said, do you think that Michelle Obama is Beyonce's Beyonce? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, who else could it be? Exactly. I mean, but who is Beyonce's Beyonce? I don't, I mean, yeah. Yeah, somebody like Michelle Obama, somebody like that. Hell yeah. 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 Um, So let's talk, here's the thing. I have, I did a talk with some kids um, I spoke at the College and Career Center in our town the other day, and um, this, you know, in out of, out of the mouths of babes, this young woman raises her hand and says, why is it that all of us have this unworthiness? <laughs> I was like... Whoa, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, um, so, you know, I shared with her my opinion. This is, so, I want to make a put one of those disclaimer stamps. This <laughs> okay. is Jay's opinion. This is only you know an opinion. I mean? This is just my opinion. It's my personal opinion, but I, I believe that this is where I, it, I guess it's one of my beliefs. Um, what I, what we know in the course of miracles and what I know from my spiritual practice and my belief is that we're all connected, right? And that we are one. And when we're babies, I know that there, that our brains haven't developed the piece of us that, understands that we're separate yeah from each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so when we're babies we are one with everything and at some point and i had a nephew who said he even noticed he saw his son do this like there's a point in which we kind of look at our hand and realize that oh i'm not connected i'm separate <laughs> like i am a separate entity mm-hmm. from you yeah i remember that i remember watching experience. my kids do it yep yeah, yeah, that experience in and of itself, I think that's when we kind of start to make up shit. Like, that's when we're like, oh, if I'm separate, then I'm not connect. I must, there's something wrong here. Right. Um, and I think that's the seed. Like, that's the, the baby seed. And then it just depends on your environment what gets reinforced. Right? But, you know, the study in The Course in Miracles is all about getting back to that notion and understanding that you're not separate, that you're, there is no separation from you, from your God, from the universe, from anything else that we're all connected. And so 
which gives you that inherent worthiness because if you're, you know, if you believe that, for example, the God is an ocean or the universe is an ocean and you're a wave of that ocean, you can't be, you can't be separate. The, the wave is never separate from the ocean. It has its own expression. It arcs and twists and turns and there's little waves and big waves and big flashy waves and little tiny waves and, you know, uh -huh. but they're never separate from the ocean, right? So the idea behind the whole idea behind The Course of Miracles, and if you listen to A Return to Love from Marion Williamson, which is based on The Course of Miracles, that's the whole point of the, all of that <laughs> is for people to get that you're not separate. And so therefore you are inherently worthy because you are inherently a piece of the whole universe. That yeah. concept is not easy, no. but I bake myself in that concept over and over again and try to get it into my subconscious as much as possible. Because for me, coming from a place of being someone who hated my own guts and was suicidal all through high school, and I, I, my first suicide memory, I was nine. So from nine to 24 years old, I think I thought about suicide pretty much every day. So coming from that far oh, down a place, yeah. getting to where now I know I love myself and I'm connected to everything, and even though I feel unworthy sometimes, I know that's not the truth. Um, what it took for me was saturating myself and studying it and just allowing it to seep through my bones <laughs> that, that it's just not true. And so I know that that's not easy, but you know, part my assignment always around people who are dealing with unworthiness or undeservedness is to go do more spiritual work or do whatever is going to ground you in that idea. They are connected to everything. You're one with everything. So you, there's, it's impossible for you to be unworthy. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. Like, yeah. <laughs> and go. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. There's so many things that I want to like, I'm like, I even was starting to like write down notes because there were so many things going through my brain and I want to make sure that everybody sort of is in that space because I think that the first step is, um, A, the introduction of a nine-year-old being suicidal. I don't know how many of us can relate to that. I don't know. I mean, that was definitely something that was in my teenage years before that became something to me. But for, for you, in the world that you, in the skin that you lived in, that was definitely a big part. Um, so I think that that's one of those things. Yeah, it was about nine or ten when all my friends started to develop and they all started to turn into girls and weirdos. And yeah, yeah. I just, that was my big, I don't fit in. And so it's like that moment where, and sort of going back even further um, with that moment of um, when you separate, you, when you become the other, and there's this part in all of the teachings of parenting is that that's sort of your job is to to push your kids to be independent and to let them be and all of that stuff and then you have like attachment parenting which is like the complete opposite you know view it's like not only do not you just hold them 24 hours a day basically you know yeah. you sleep with them you yep. do all that thing yep. um which in some yeah yeah and so it's there's certain cultures that never put the baby yeah, down right yeah at least six months old. And so when do you discover that otherness that happens and and you can kind of see where that unworthiness would really play a part when you're thinking about it from the, you know, being separated from the people who you're dependent on. 
from such a early age, you know, like I remember laying my kids down in their crib one time. Um, I was more, I was kind of more of an attachment parent than not. Um, they slept with us. They, we, a baby wore all that kind of stuff. Um, but it wasn't quite as much as some could be. Um, but I remember the first time that I laid, uh, scout down my oldest in her crib and I started to walk away and I heard her cry and everybody was doing this whole cried out cried out thing and I remember thinking like I am the worst person in the entire world and like what does she think what is she thinking right now she's been abandoned I mean she has no idea she has no comprehension of the fact that I am still here, I'm going to come back, I'm always coming back. But to her, it was like, holy crap. And I could, you know, you think back on that moment, and it was so profound to me that, yeah, that's an, that's that's that moment where you separate, where you become other. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Um, yeah, there is, yeah, and I, everybody has one. Everybody has one of those moments, you know what I mean? I, don't, I, I think, because, and, and I think it's, you know, have you ever seen the, it's so interesting, have you ever seen the TED Talk called uh, by, oh God, <laughs> oh, I hate when I lose things. Um, her, Jill is her first name, and she does, She wrote the book Stroke of Insight. Mm. I don't think I've seen that one. So I could yeah, Google it Yeah, we fast. can find um, it and put it in the show notes for sure. So, but the point is, if you watch her TED Talk, okay, she brings out a spine and a brain. Basically, had a, a neuroscientist that had a stroke. So while she's having the stroke, she knows what parts of the brain are being shut down. Oh wow! Right? Because she knows the brain. Yeah, right? yeah. So she has this fascinating TED talk. I really recommend Jill Bolte Taylor. Thank you. I didn't even have to Google it. My brain did. <laughs> um, Jill Bolte Taylor. But she talks about how at one point she reaches to try to call nine one one, and she can't because every she becomes one with everything. Oh, wow. So she basically disappears into the universe because that part of her brain that's keeping her anchored in this idea that we're all a physical thing just short circuits. <laughs> so oh, wow, yeah. It's the weirdest TED Talk on the planet. Sounds <laughs> amazing though. It's one of the it's one of the coolest TED Talks I've ever uh I've ever watched. Because and you know, I'm kind of wacky cuz I am so willing. I'm you know, if there's anything about me, it's willing <laughs> to believe. I have a lot of faith. And so when I watched that TED Talk, I was like, holy crap, there's just a part of our brain that has us living in this illusion that we're all separate people and that we're all physical and, you know, we're really just a bunch of stardust, right? <laughs> that's, that's all that's really happening. Mm-hmm. And when I watched that TED Talk, it was like, oh my God, this is real. Um, it was really fascinating. It's something to watch. But it, she addresses that idea that there's actually, you know, that... I mean, that's what happens when she had the stroke. She became one with everything. Well, and that makes sense, you know. And yeah. you think about all of those people right? who go through when you sort of are able to attach yourself, and you, I mean, you hear about like the white light or the, you know, the yeah, all of those near death near death experiences, things or, yeah. or mm-hmm. um, you know, I remember, and I don't know, we haven't ever really talked about this on this podcast, but I. Um, got very deathly ill after I had my first daughter. I had something called peripartum cardiomyopathy, which is heart failure caused by pregnancy. And basically, I was in congestive heart failure and was dying during my labor um, and afterwards. So it was, and I had crazy high blood pressure and my 
it was just insane. But there was several moments in that time frame while I was laboring where I remember having like such clarity and I felt people in the room with me that were no longer with us. Like I don't really, I've never really talked, I don't talk about this a lot because it's just one of those moments, you know, where it was like, ugh. And there was so much happening, um, but I felt like very calm, and I knew that everything was going to be okay, and I because my focus was on getting my baby here safely, um, and I just felt like I had sort of connected in this way to the universe, to God, to whatever it might have been. I, you know, at that point, I was not necessarily an uber religious person, but it felt like a very one of those moments, and um, yeah. shortly after that is when my blood pressure spiked so high that they had to like flip me over and they were hitting me on my stomach and my back. I mean, it was crazy. Um, but then they rushed me into an emergency C-section. And even during the C-section, I remember feeling this overwhelming sense of calm, like it's going to be okay. It's, it's like I had this connection at that point. You have those moments in those where you're connected and that makes yeah. total sense to me. Total sense to me that when you can turn yeah. your brain, like I didn't have... I didn't have enough brain power going on at that point to like be concerned about anything else other than what I was connected to. So, yeah. So for me, the, the, that's the thing that has, and, and, you know, also then, uh, so that's where I start with the unworthiness piece is getting for me studying and reading things like that, that have me feel that connection or have me present to that connection. Meditating helps me feel that. But then the other piece of it, again, goes back to doing the work, which is not being willing to indulge in the conversation that I'm unworthy, starting to notice it when, or even get up under it. You know, I've been challenged by some things lately um, and it's there again. It's like, it seems to never disappear. It just seems to be layers and layers of it, right? So I, I'm, you know, just hit another spot recently where it's like, oh my God, is there that undeserving? <laughs> Come like, on, for I've real. I've dealt with this now. <laughs> oh my God, how many times have I dealt with this? Um, but if I can just get that, that's predominantly now. It's a conversation that, but there's there's different neural patterns that run that just are run by undeservedness or unworthiness or you know there there's those little triggers that go, yep, there you are, unworthy again. And I just have to be continue to be conscious and watch how much time I indulge in letting that be the conversation. Like I really, if I, if that comes up, then my job is to go do the things I know that work. And for me, what works is to anchor myself in my spirituality, to anchor myself in connection with other people, to go be of service, to go, you know, do whatever has me feel worthy. Right. Because the feeling part, it really makes a difference. If I'm feeling unworthy, then I need to get an action around, go make myself feel better. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, well, you know, and I think the sneakiest one, part of my the job. sneakiest part for me about the unworthy piece is that it can show up in so many different formats in so many different ways. It's not the same as some of the other ones that, you know, even like being out of integrity or some of those things where it's like, you can be like, well, yep. You can almost kind of hear your words and it's very easy to be like, this is what I'm speaking and this is what's happening. But the, the unworthiness one for me can be very, very quiet. And it's, it is not something that, 
um, I'm necessarily even speaking out loud because you, who wants to, I mean, you don't talk about it that way. You, you don't go up to your friend and be like, I'm feeling very unworthy today. You know, it's just all of the pieces and parts that sort of layer in. And so sometimes unworthy can be around for a while before you can identify, oh, that's what I'm feeling versus, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling beat up or I'm feeling um, angry or I'm feeling this is part of the training, you know, that I'm trying to work myself out of or socialization that I'm trying to work myself out of. The unworthiness one for me is like this little quiet thing that just won't stop until you just feel like it's taken over so many different parts of your life. And then you start to see it, you know, what you focus on gets bigger, even if you're not directly focusing on it, it's still getting bigger, where things like, I don't get the client. And I'm thinking, oh, well, yeah, see, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. You know, obviously, I don't know what I'm doing. Or my kids comes back at me with a, I hate you, and my life is miserable, and it's all your fault thing, you know, and you're like, yep, I'm a horrible mother. Yep. You know, or I forget to do something for a friend and that, you know, and all, you know, it's like all of these little things that just keep adding to it. But it's hard for me to identify that as unworthy because that's just not a topic that we allow ourselves to do. Well, I mean, I clearly it's not like we have the thought, I am feeling unworthy right now. Um, and I because I can't even see it when I'm swimming around in it sometimes. For me, what's important is to pay attention after a while, after you do this work, you start to pay attention to some pretty common themes that pop up and to how you feel. I mean, the thing for me is, like, for example, um, I've had a lot of physical stuff going on this year which is unusual for me. I'm not usually ever sick. So I've been right? feeling yeah. crappy, you know, for almost all year. <laughs> I got, still have an ear thing that's happening and it's just weird. And I can't seem to put my finger on it, but I just know I don't feel good. And then that I don't feel good in turn has me thinking, stinking, thinking. And then next thing you know, I'm manifesting, you know, crap and then like a car accident yeah you know it's like that kind of stuff just like you said and so we have I think it's our job to keep paying attention to that and that's part of the reason that we stay connected to other people and continue to have the you know it's so important to stay connected because other people can help us see it and help us lift ourselves up out of it faster than we can I don't Doing it by yourself. There's no. I, if I left to my own devices, I'd be screwed. <laughs> like, there's like, oh, no way. Can't do yeah. this. Well, I was thinking about that the other day with you. You had that really crappy day last Friday. Yeah. I had the conversation with myself around that bad day. If you were having some like feelings of undeserving or unworthiness around buying a new car, since that was right after you got this new car, and if you were having any like undeserving unworthiness around buying a new car? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's more, um, what there was for me around buying the new car was before I bought that new car, I wanted all these ducks in a row. I wanted to go my way. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like before I bought a new car, I wanted to have the van pay paid off. I didn't want another car payment. I didn't want it to go the way it's going. And so, you know, we were just talking about that earlier. Sometimes the universe has different ideas about timing and, it's difficult sometimes 
there's a gift in being able to take it as it comes and know that it's all divine order and it's all divine timing versus damn it. I had this timeline all laid out and now you've gone and fucked it all up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's the occurring. But some of your timeline yeah. could have been, I mean, thinking about, well, I can't afford two car yeah. payments. Yes. You know, that's is that the, a, that's, unworthiness yes, I conversation? I, it's, I definitely, and even if it isn't linked to unworthiness, it's definitely something not, that I don't want to keep affirming. <laughs> I mean, it's not something I want to yep. say. Oh, no. And I do think all of the I can't have or have nots do come from some level of undeservedness or unworthiness or I, or inability to make it happen kind of thing. That somehow right. it's still that fear of I'm going to be left out. I'm going to be something's going to happen or I'm going to be screwed or I'm going to be. And, you know, for me, the big thing is I have a whole family relying on everything I do. So it's not just me. <laughs> you know, it's I got to feed my kids. And, you know, and then I get into that conversation. You know, so I can even feel it coming up where it's like, <gasps> you know, I got to feed yep. my kids. I got to make sure everything's okay. And I have <laughs> all this stuff. That's exactly where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and it's I totally terrifying. understand that. Yeah. And it's terrifying. And it's cycle of feeling I don't feel good because I feel scared. And then, and then stuff happens and then I'm pissed. And then, you know, like that whole cycle can, can continue to kick in. What's always, not always, but I will assert that there is uh, something going on that I'm growing through that I may not be present to, but when I get to the other side of it, I'll know. <laughs> Sorry, that just pisses me off. But that's always yes. the case. Damn it! It's it's um you know somebody wrote a book. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but I had a client talk to me about it one time, called something like walking around in the dark. But it's when you get to that, you know, and this is a tiny little thing. Uh, the thing that uh, this client and I were talking about, they had a pretty intense death in their family, and you know they were they were in that lost place. And uh, this is where I am or where I've been is not there. Uh, but it's, you know, I think we all have times in our lives where we're walking around in the dark and we're not sure what the hell am I supposed to be learning here? You know, what's going on? Um, that's, again, a lever, a measure of faith that if I just keep taking, putting one foot in front of the other, I'm starting to see the pieces come together. Um, now, yesterday, I had a big day of pieces falling into place. And this morning I woke up, woke up with a gratitude song in my head. I haven't had that happen in a really long time. Yeah, it's been a while since I've woke oh. up with literally the song was I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful like that was going on in my head. Yeah. And that's the first time I've, you know, first time in a while that I've had not had to manufacture it. You know what I mean? Because I think there's a big distinction between something coming to you naturally, mm -hmm. like it just woke up in it versus which is where I like to be and where I choose to live if I could versus, Oh, <clears throat> I feel like crap. And so now I have to go manufacture to try to feel better so that I can, you know, be functional. <laughs> and, then, and sometimes that just, it just is, it's slugging through, you know? Yep. But I also just think all of us have to slug through sometimes. And don't make it yeah. wrong that you have to slug through and that you're feeling unworthy as long as you're not yeah. doing anything stupid oh, yeah. to yourself and you can just keep going forward and being kind to yourself. I promise more will be revealed, which is an AA slogan, right? More will be revealed. It's like you don't know. You can't know right now what's going to happen a month from now. Yeah. More will be revealed. But and more will be yeah. revealed. 
more will be revealed. I love that. And I think with it, you know, gosh, so much lately, and I know so many different people are feeling this way, um, that there's so many things that are happening and going on, and and it's really easy to get into this conversation with yourself that this isn't working, or this isn't real, or it can't be working, or it can't be real. And then for me, what sort of that tumbles into is, well, it is working for other people, but it's not for me right now, so I must be doing something wrong. I'm not good enough. I'm The universe is pissed off at me. <laughs> I don't know. Like I... Yeah, you get into that compare and contrast yourself with every, everybody around you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy to do. It's really easy to do that. Especially in our world where everybody's putting their best face forward on social media. And, it's all on the interweb. Yeah. And there's some people that have this gift of being so connected that it seems, I'm sure this isn't happening on the inside of them, but it seems like they, they say two things and then the then they're all over the universe and they're the most popular people on the planet. And yeah, it's really easy to be like, well, I've been working on this for a long time. Yes. <laughs> like, why is this not working for me? You're like, wait a minute. Shouldn't I be someplace else by that now? Or there's got to be some Thing. And I'm telling you, you know, you're coming up on uh, the big 4-0 this year, yep. correct? Yep. Uh, <laughs> and I just hit 50 last year. And almost every, uh, not every person, but a lot of people I talk to who turned 50 this year have a lot of that going on. Like it's a I should have already by now conversation. Um, and 50 is like, man, you're you're more than halfway through your life at 50 because not many of us are going to live to be 100. When you hit 50, it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> and I still I still have like, I'm unsure of my retirement and I don't know what's happening. And I, you know, all those things mm-hmm. are, it's, uh, it's a lot to uh, navigate through. The other thing I don't want to underestimate that it's underpinning, I think, all of us is our whole universe is doing weird stuff. Yeah. We, in all our plants, don't know what to do. Our mosquitoes never died. Like, all this weird stuff is happening on our planet. And so every, there's got there's just bound to be an impact on that. Um, that I just keep trying to just get that that's happening and, and not make it mean anything. But also just, you know, acknowledge that I... That's part of why it's going on with my physical body. I'm sure there's some kind of transformation happening. And I have a lot of faith that's all going to work out. Well, and you know, the best thing about this podcast for me and our weekly conversations, but coaching and being with uh, the people in our Facebook group and being with folks with prior transformation. And God, I love them so much. Me too. I, can't tell you I how just much I love those people. Ah, it's <laughs> like, been so oh awesome. <laughs> the last few weeks yeah, have just been incredible. Oh, I've just been having my mind blown how inspiring they are and how willing they are to take on their stuff. I know. And in like this public sphere, which is just gorgeous and fantastic. And I'm so glad that we've been able to create that safe space for people. And, but, you know, in that conversation, having this and being in the, you know, the conversation all the time that I do know that that unworthiness factor, when I see it and hear it, I know that I can honestly tell myself now that it's not true. Like, I know that I'm worthy. Nice. You know, at my core, I know that I'm worthy. There are times when I have to get there. You know, like, I have to, the conversation is still happening. But, like, in my inner being, in my heart, I know that I am. And I also know that I have all of these resources that I can turn to 
not to give me an ego trip, but to help remind me that I am worthy. Um, and I don't want anybody to ever feel like turning to people like just like a, hey, can you tell me how awesome I am? Because I need it right now is an okay thing to ask for because we all need it. And the quieter that we are about it, the more that, um, you know, we start to struggle and start to doubt that part of us. Yeah, you just said something that reminded me of something that I just had happened last week when it God, isn't that funny? God, this is how the human psyche works. I, I really want to p- just put a shine of light on this for a second because this is how the human psyche works. This happened to me not not less than a week ago, and yet you even brought it up and then and I wasn't present. I didn't hear it until you just said something. And I can't remember now, I think maybe I was working with my physical therapist, but I can get so I'm oh, sorry. Um Wow. Uh, I get so excited. Um, just thrilled uh, about all the great things that are happening on the Facebook page. And then, but sometimes it ricochets on me. <laughs> uh-huh. Like there's a, what well, you didn't do that. Like, you know, and I didn't, uh, I'm not the source of, people's breakthroughs because everybody's I think at the source of their own but I had this moment where I was working with my physical therapist last week and I just I, I don't know what I didn't remember now but it was something like are you ever going to listen <laughs> to other people oh, sorry uh, are you ever going to listen to other people's opinion about you as the truth versus your own right yeah. And I mean, underpinning that is just don't fucking believe anything your head tells you. <laughs> because it's all bullshit. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I have dealt with this unworthiness shit for so long and the undeservedness that that's that, I and mean, that stuff started kicking up last week because there was so much activity on the Facebook page. And I'm so inspired by these women and what they're up to and the fact that they're willing to share themselves this way and they're reading my book and having breakthroughs. And the very first conversation that's right there for me is like, that's not you. You got nothing to do with that. You know, and just, I mean, it's so weird how that, I mean, it's just a very, I don't know. It was a weird breakthrough for me uh, at the time to just have a moment where I was like, I mean, I literally had like my higher self. It's one of those times my higher self was talking and like one of those, like in the book, when I say, Jay, if you never get it right, can you still love yourself? That was like one of my moments of my higher self talking. And in this, it was one of those moments. It was like, Jay, are you ever going to really like listen <laughs> to other people? <laughs> Would you please just Would you please? Listen, listen to other people's opinion about you? as the truth rather than, oh, yeah, yeah, people just, that's that's because they're having good, they're doing good work. So, you know, they're thinking it has something to do with me. It's like, good God, man. <laughs> In other words, how many people do I have to make a difference for before I finally get that I'm, that I'm worthy? Making a difference, <laughs> that yeah. you're worthy of it and that you've created this. Isn't that crazy? But that's how insidious this unworthiness can be. And that's why I don't want to, you know, I sometimes feel like when I when I talk about like you got to have faith and you got to do the you got to make sure you don't indulge in this stuff that I sometimes feel like um that I don't want it to ever occur like I don't get <laughs> the the level of intensity and literal um pain. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's painful mm-hmm. to feel unworthy. 
and I, uh, I get it. <laughs> I really get it. And um, sometimes I think because I'm not 100% present to the emotion like I am right now, obviously, um, it comes off as, well, you know, just have faith and everything's going to be fine. And, well, <laughs> you know, but I totally want people to know that I know how painful it is. Um, and I know how that wiring just has a hold of you like it's got a hold of you by the throat, you know, sometimes. Beauty of all of that, what you just said, Jay, is that, and I want you to recognize what you have just done. And one of the things that I love the most about working with you is that you are real about the fact that you don't have all of it done and that you are still walking this path with us and holding space with us. And this is a journey that we're all on together. And that's why you make such an impact because you're not afraid to speak that truth. And there are so many of us that you know, hide behind our pretty little picture of the way things are. And the fact that you have had to spend your life continuing over and over and over again to put yourself out there in a way that none of us can even, most of us can never even comprehend, let alone imagine ourselves there, is so impactful and powerful and inspiring that that is why we have people across the globe now, all over <sighs> the world, Jay, doing your work. And I'm so proud to be part of it. I'm just a little part of being in that in that space with you. So, Ooh, I didn't mean to lose it like that. <laughs> no, <Goodness>. I <clears throat> appreciate it. I do. More than you know. But yeah. I mean, and I just, that's the whole point is that everybody's got it and it's all in there and you never know what's going to happen in you. Um if and you know you gotta I don't know for me I have to just keep feeling my feelings and no I always know that I'm gonna come out on the other side of it that's the beauty is I have been doing this for so long and I have you know we have one of the things I love is that we do have people on our uh, page who have um, been through a lot of stuff um, and um, you know at this what I I like about the fact that I've been through some stuff is when you've been through some stuff you know what it, you know you're gonna come out on the other side of it yep. And, um, that's what you, I think is so important about the unworthiness stuff is that it is just part of the journey and everybody has it and you just can't give into it in terms of like, you know, for me, I, for me personally, I have to, as a matter of my own integrity, not indulge in suicidal conversations. If I have any suicidal ideation starting to pop up, I just, you know, I get, I do what I need to do. Um, it doesn't happen for me anymore um, because it's been so long, you know, but it was such a part of my life for so long that that's where it's like, that can turn into indulgence for me really quick. And so I have to really just be like, Oh no. <laughs> and no, I think all of us have that, that feeling sometimes of God, I just want to get out of here. <laughs> just like, yes, I want to get out of this. <laughs> I have clearly yep. taken on way too much. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am too little for this. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I feel that way a lot. I mean, I do. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my God. I, and, and that whole fear of that fraud feeling, too. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, my God, these people are actually listening to me and paying attention and doing stuff. What? Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to figure out realize I don't know I what the hell I'm talking really about. I'm kind of a dick, and I'm freaked out. And, you know, so... Um, 
yeah, I just, I got to stay out of that conversation because it'll, it'll take over in a minute. Um, oh, I love you, Jay. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of a dick. And I'm <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Ooh, man. Boy. Well, I had my morning cry. Thanks. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. No, but seriously, that was amazing because there's... Like I said, all of those things that you're saying are those things that we're all feeling. And to know that you're walking that with us is... Then that's the thing, is I want to shine a light. That If I can always shine a light on that, because I always want people to get me. And it's normal. Don't think you're... Because you're I used to think I was so crazy all the time. <laughs> but I just... I want people to get it. Everybody feels this way. Everybody. 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 All the time. That's why we're doing this Oh, stuff. yeah. And I love you all. Thank you for doing it with us. If anybody us. hadn't yeah. told you that they love you today, I love you. We love you. And we're here. And we're all, we're always here. We're going to be here. Um, so join us. Come and find us on the Facebook page. Even if you need to, if you're not ready to jump on there and, and, and speak your truth, read through what other people are talking about. Because even that, yeah, it's powerful, just man. powerful Whew, stuff. And I guarantee you that something is going to be... Uh, a catalyst for your own growth. I know that I've grown every day because of our listeners and what the work that they're doing. So join us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on the Facebook page. You can find a link to it in the show notes. Um, and as always, if you would like to be coached, if this has inspired you to, to be ready to have that conversation with us, uh, send us a message on Facebook or through our website contact form, and we will be happy to get you scheduled. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, we have a great discussion group there going, or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay. And we'll see you next week. See you next week.